everybody, Dave and Jeff. It is July 6, 2021. Boy, I tell you what, and I'd say good to see you, but that'd be lying. Thanks. Uh, uh, Someday I'm going to figure out the headphone level. Yeah, that'd be really nice. Okay, I'm looking at this just so you know, and we're all good. But we just can't hear ourselves in our headphones. Fantastic. Um, we're, we're sitting in the garage watching Padres Nationals, and I swear, and, and listen, here's the easy response, right? Uh, I'll give you part A, Dave, and then part B. Okay. Part A is you and I were on the air when uh, AJ Preller started making a ton of moves. Yeah. Right? And trades were being made, and Justin Upton, and Melvin Upton, and everybody, uh, Will Middlebrooks, we all remember the excitement around that. And then Trey Turner was traded for Will Myers. Yes. And I remember we were on the air, and I remember saying, listen, there's a lot of excitement. It's a new look. The team's going for it. I do not like this trade. You did. I do not I like I would call this you trade. a liar if that didn't happen. That's 100% correct. And last night, courtesy of our friend Pete and Coronado. <laughs> Pete from Coronado? I was <laughs> able to go down with my sons and sit in the most insane seats I've sat at for a major league game. And I watched Tatis. Holy shit, Dave. I watched Tatis hit the home run. Yeah. I watched Tatis make the defensive play. Fantastic. But I'm watching Trey Turner hit a home run about a country mile off of Joe Musgrove. And then I'm watching Trey Turner play defense last night and play defense tonight. And I said to my sons last night, I go, dude, this guy was a padre. Yeah. And anytime you mention that to people, the immediate response is, well, uh, we got to tease. Good players are good players. You could and have had both of them. That's what I'm, my point, yeah, Dave. I mean, what's the argument? You could have had both. Right. And that's exactly my point. And if Trey Turner's in center or Tatis is in center yeah. or one guy's somewhere else, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. And the idea that we just shrug that off and get, I get it. AJ's done a great job, right? You watch Cronenworth and Grisham and other guys come and you go, great. I got it. But damn, man, there are just certain guys, especially with yesterday being the anniversary of the worst trade in Padre history, the Kevin Mitchell bullshit trade. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, Trey Turner for Will Myers is easily going to end up in the top five of worst trades in Padre history. You know what? I don't disagree with you. You and I both have friends that work with the Nationals. And yes. when the talk was that Bryce Harper could possibly leave the Nationals, the face of the franchise, yeah. nobody in the Nationals cared. No. They all said Trey Turner's our guy. I mean, from a long, long time ago, Trey Turner is the guy they're most impressed with. Yeah. Again, they weren't traded for each other. You're 100% right. You could have had both of them where, if you remember when Trey Turner made his debut with the Nationals, he made it as a center fielder. Yeah. He was a center fielder, and he's, he's fast as hell. He's, he's a great baseball player. And, man, imagine this Padre team if he did have well, both. Well, and as you're struggling to find starting pitching, Joe Ross yeah. has gone through a lot between injuries and everything else. He was great against the Dodgers on Sunday. He's been one of the best pitchers in the National yeah. League the last couple of uh, weeks. And if you go, uh, I don't think Joe Ross is making $20 million a year for the Nationals. No. If you had another reliable arm that allowed you a little bit of a break and you didn't have to do bullpen days, just another solid guy while Mackenzie Gore is trying to figure it out, you go, yeah, that's really good. I'm sorry. You cannot convince me at all. Not that anybody, I, 
you know, it's not like anybody's going to go. But everybody gets so damn defensive. Anytime you say anything negative about the pods, people freak the fuck out. I just just calm the hell down and look at it as a baseball guy first. That's what you did. Look, I would have said right away. Jeff never said that. Jeff was the first one to say that. And if I ever see AJ Preller again, I will happily compliment him on so many things that he's done right. But I would just say, dude, like I hate Jay Leno. Jay Leno is the biggest phony. But Jay Leno, on one of the great nights, if you watch that thing on CNN, David, talked about when he turned the tide and and got past Letterman and stayed there was the night he had Hugh Grant on yep. the show. And if you remember, his first question to Hugh Grant was, what the hell were you thinking? And I would just say, dude, listen, man, the body of work is great. You got Tatis, you got him locked up, Machado, everything. Come on, man. Like, Trey Turner. For Will Myers? Yeah. What the hell were you thinking? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, okay, so here's a couple things kind of interesting. Is yesterday, in the middle of the game, I had to go to the airport to pick up uh, my kid who was coming back from Austin. Okay. And so, you know, on Sirius Radio, you can choose to listen to either feed, either the Nationals feed or the Padre feed. Okay. Usually, I listen only to the Padre feed, but I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to flip over. I want to see what the difference is. Mm-hmm. The national feed, first of all, it was very good. Every guy in baseball is very good. There aren't too many guys, for the most part. I'm not a Terry Smith fan from the Angels, and he's been on the show a bunch of times. He just doesn't do Terry Smith. He does Harry Callis, Callis, which is very frustrating. Anyway, so I'm listening, and they were describing the Padres, and they mentioned Trey Turner, and they mentioned the fact about the Padres and how many guys from the Padres minor leagues that have come up to do a fantastic job. Well, that's not true. You know, that... That's not true. Yeah, they use a lot of those minor leaguers for trade pieces, 100%. That is true. But when you look at the guys who start every single day, those aren't Padre farmhand guys that no. they've, they've, they've developed. That being said, they couldn't compliment. There's one in Tatis. And, well, and Tatis basically wasn't drafted by the Pods, though, is what I'm I saying. I got it, but you know, they got him but, when he was 17. I got he it, came but, he, up through the system. but he wasn't he wasn't drafted and then developed. It wasn't Eric Lauer, it wasn't Lucchese, it wasn't Renfro. Uh, I, I would Renfro. still say, though, if you're looking at the everyday eight, there's one guy that came up through the Padres system. I disagree. And that's Tatis. I, I own his baseball did, card. Wrong. Well, his baseball card says White Sox. Great, and you got him, and his whole time, when you talk about... Listen, you can't have it both ways. You I'm not, t- I, I want it one I way. I will tell you why you are trying to claim it both ways, and you're going to feel like a real Okay, well, you better a make minute. a hell of an argument, because this you is my stance. You have said time and time again yes. that uh, Mackenzie Gore's four years in this system are enough that he should be contributing to the major leagues. Look at you, Five years. It. Five years. Got it. Five seasons. When you look at Tatis, his minor leagues came up through San Diego. So if you're yes. going to criticize them for what they haven't done with Mackenzie Gore, then you have to give them credit for what they did with Tatis. Now, how much of that is him and how much is coaching? It doesn't matter. It's part of that has to go to the farm system if they're going to hold it against them for Mackenzie Gore. You know why I don't give the Padres credit for that? Because you're a fucking dick. Because Fernando has said that he talks to his dad every single day. Oh, okay. That his dad's the guy. Oh. That his dad deserves the credit for the baseball player he is. Jesus Christ. Do you and, believe that? Yeah, I do. When he's a major leaguer, of course he's calling. Anyone who's ever the son of a major leaguer, all, the they guy? all say God the same thing. I'm mind blanking. Biggio who's says the, the same thing. They all say the same thing. Who's the guy that did the uh, the videos with Fred McGriff? 
That was uh, Tom Amansky. <laughs> I, could not, I could not think of his name. Yes. I was going to say, unless he was adopted by Tom Amansky at a young age. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Bullshit, Dave. That's such a puss-out move by you. Uh, you lose all credibility. If you want to criticize him for gore, then you have to say the guys that spent time with him. Yeah. When he came up through low A, I don't think Tatis ever spent a day at Elsinore. I think he went from Fort Wayne to double A to triple A. I don't feel like he ever played a game at Lake Elsinore. He was up really, really quick. You but know? he moved. But for whatever he did, you have to give them credit for it. But when you go, Caratini comes from a different organization. Yeah. Hosmer, Kim, Cronenworth, right? Yep. Machado, Pham, Grisham, Myers, every one of those guys is comes from a different one. But the one guy who came up through the farm system and Joe Musgrove on the mound, uh, the one guy who came up through their farm system is Tatis. So when, right now you're you're looking at the, the, this Padre team, and there's so many different things you know that, that you talk about as we get close to the All Star break because that's usually the time that you sit there and you, you judge where you're at and where you're going. Mm-hmm. And you, you look at this team; they have four All Stars. A lot of mm-hmm. people think there should be five in Machado. I you know, agree. do you agree with that? That Machado should be an all-star? Yeah. Absolutely. How can you say that? How can I not say it? Because he's the, he's the third best third baseman in the National League West. Oh, I don't He's know. not better than Arizona. He's not better than the Dodgers. Oh, please. Go look at the numbers. It's it not even matter. close. I watch him every night. I, but do you watch Arizona and do you watch Dodger games? I saw Arizona play uh, two different times live. And I watched, uh, I see quite a bit of Dodgers. Do you, Justin you, Turner's numbers are much better than Machado's numbers. Uh, I would say head to toe, I'll take Machado over Turner any day. Okay. Now, look, I, well, I'm, I can, I'm tell you right now, I disagree. But I want to say when you look at the numbers, they're paying Machado, not just I for his it. defense, which is outstanding. Yeah. Because, again, anyone who makes the argument they're paying for defense, don't give me the, the Tatis catch last night. Give me the routine play that Tatis can't make. 18 errors is insane. Yeah, that play that he boots. Well, no, I mean, you have to take them both. You have to look at the total picture. What I would say to that, Dave, is it's crazy how he's able to make the defensive plays that he does yeah. and the routine plays get away from him. And It is crazy. He should be able to do both. Yes. Because the hard plays are extremely hard. And you The routine wonder, plays are called routine for a reason. So you wonder, I mean, hey, his dad played in the majors. Where's his dad to call him on that since he's the king of development? I'm sure he does. Tom Amansky would. Says pick up a goddamn routine ground ball. God damn it. Focus, Fernando. 18 errors is ridiculous. Fuck. I go down. I tell you what. I go down, and my goddamn brother-in-law says, hey, what the hell are you doing there? I don't need it. I don't need it. I go down to the five and dime, and people are like, can your kid catch the ball? And I have to do everything in my goddamn power to keep from choking out the clerk. Wake up. I'll tell you what. I do this with my own kids. I go out to Helix, and they drop a ball. Yeah. They know what's going to happen. We come home, I fire up the stove, and I get that spatula, and I say, you get over here. <laughs> and I put it back. Do your kids have the gloves when they play? Like the, the receiving gloves? Yeah. The sticky gloves? Um, they, I don't think they use them in practice, though. Okay. Why but, not? Um, I don't know to the coach. I mean, right now it's a lot of conditioning. Okay. Whether that, I would think that changes. Right now they're on a two-week break. Yeah. Um, they come back. They're heading to Tahoe for two weeks. They'll be back at practice starting the 26th. Yeah. So, 
you know, Dave, I just, uh, it, it's really fun. I like going out there, and, and these coaches have been great. Um, like, I, I just give credit. You know, there's, there's certain coaches, right? I mean, we've talked about them. There's certain coaches that do things that we're embarrassed by. Um, but I think overall, and you know a lot of these guys from your time at Benita Vista or, or anywhere else, and there are some really, really good dudes. There are good coaches. Men and women in this community. Yes. Coaching our kids to make them better athletes, make them better people. And I, I just think it's great. So I don't know what it'll be. I don't know what the routine will be once they get into regular practice in a couple of weeks. It's um, So here, here's the deal with uh, as we stick with the All-Stars, okay? And you mm-hmm. look at your this Padre team right now, as we're watching the Padres and Nationals as we do the show, is – you go around and you go, okay, where do you need to improve? Okay. It, oh. they're, they're a very good team. Okay. I'll tell you. Okay. I'll, I'll, let me ask catching situation. hundred percent. They got to improve, right? Yeah. I mean, would I, you trade I just, for a catcher? Yeah. Okay. Would you, it, it, this, the nationals had an interesting stat as I was listening, which I was shocked by. Okay. Carantini, 33 uh, stolen base attempts on Carantini. Yeah. How many guys has he thrown out? Uh, I saw him throw a dude out from his knees last night. Pretty, pretty impressive. You know, Dave, on that, I mean, it may not be a lot, but you get this too. He catches Darvish a lot. Darvish does a terrible job of keeping guys yeah, on. And a lot of guys, the Dodgers are the worst at it. The Dodgers yeah. don't keep guys on for him. So, Will Smith doesn't throw guys out either. The difference is Will Smith hits. So I, I, I would say probably 27 have succeeded, but I wonder out of those, however many. 30 have, out of 33 have succeeded. How many on Darvish? I don't know how many on Darvish, but that's, that's yeah. a shitload. I you know? mean, you got it. You understand it. You got to give the guy the, a fair shot at it. I mean, uh, I'm watching a dude throw a guy out from his knees. If you're throwing yeah. guys out from your knees like Benito did, it's not arm strength. It's not Mike Piazza. Yeah. It's, it's you got to get help from, uh, from uh, your, your pitcher. Yeah, and you got to go to a slide too, step. Guys don't go to a slide step. Well, and, the, and I think the one I'm talking about last night, I think Caratini, we thought, threw the guy out, and Kim missed the tag. Yeah. So I think that one last night is successful, too, now that I think back to it. But I think Kim uh, put the tag on Ron and got it. So I don't hold that against guys. Would you make a trade? Would you, would you imp- try well, and prove that position? I think came here to be the two. He I did. Don't He's know that turned Caratini into the one. came here to be the one, and... I mean, yeah, he gave up a ton to get Nola, but can can Nola stay healthy? Yeah, I would absolutely go out. But listen, to me, the number one thing is the lack of depth on this bench is ridiculous. The They're idea horrible. That, that, They're bench but, players for a reason, right? I mean, like Profar is a bench player. Yeah, Profar is a bench player. Uh, Hosmer's quickly becoming a bench player. Dude, Hosmer's honestly one of the How's worst players in baseball right now. How is Mateo still on this roster? That's what everybody wants to know. Why? Right? What yeah. do you have an OPS of zero in the month of June? Uh, why? What is that? Yeah. I, I mean, s- seriously. I mean, I understand he's a lot of speed, but dude, he does Say nothing it. to help this team. He just takes a roster spot. Yeah, you have guys that can run on this team, right? I mean, you go around the team. Fam can run. Grisham can run. Tatis, we obviously know, can run. Um, Cronenworth yeah. can run. Yeah. I mean, you got guys that are Myers there. can run, actually. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Uh, Machado can run a little bit if needed. When he needs to, yeah. yeah. He stole bases against the Dodgers, yeah. no problem. So, I mean, listen. Uh, for me, Dave, watching Joe Musgrove last night, and and you go, man, Joe's from San Diego. Grossmont gets a no-hitter. It's a great story. The, the amount of wasted pitches between Blake Snell and Joe Musgrove 
Dude, the first thing I do is blow Larry Rothschild out. This guy, I, who have you? Can you look at on this staff and go? They've gotten better with the current. It's a great coach. question. It's a hundred percent great and I'm question. Sorry, Darren Balsley. Every guy talked about like, and, and that would be my second question for AJ. What the hell were you thinking with Trey Turner? And what do you see in Larry Rothschild? Because the amount of pitches that are thrown. Fuck, Joe Musgrove was so slow last night. A four-hour, nine-inning game. Yeah, ridiculous. And it's just stand there and hold the ball and hold the ball. And sure, guys are fouling him off, but I I don't get – there's decisions that are made with championship teams where you look at and you go, yes, and I want to believe this team is all in, but the things we just talked about, Dave – how Mateo's still here, how Profar's not, guy 25, how nobody, meaning Snell and Musgrove, seem to be getting better. They seem to be going the wrong direction. I don't get that. That's not traits of a championship team. And and you got to figure it out. Yeah, the Giants are playing great baseball. The Dodgers keep winning. It doesn't matter. There are so many issues within this team. And listen, I'm thrilled that they're four and a half. They should be, you know, one and a half. And they just, man, they give opportunities away. Yeah, they haven't played bad baseball. You know, you look at the two teams in front of them are playing just better baseball. If they're in any other division, they're doing great. Fundamentally, Dave, though, there are times with this team where you just, and and I don't watch, you watch the Dodgers every night. Maybe you look at the Dodgers and you go, (laughs) fundamentally, they struggle. Maybe the Angels you look at, right? The Twins Right now, can't play good fundamental baseball. But God dang, this team makes insane. So let me ask you, Hosmer, do you look for a change? Well, I don't, who's going to take him? Well, I mean, you've got another year at well, 20. Well, I'm just saying, does he become, four years left. it's a shitload of money. You have four years left. 59 but million. But again, this is a team that has a chance to go far. Do you make a move for a first baseman? I mean, you keep hearing Gallo's name all the time. I think I could live with Cronenworth at first. I could live with Cronenworth there. Um, the question is going to be, can you find a way to get Kim to hit? Because it's not like you need Kim to hit 320, but he can't survive hitting 207. Yeah. You just can't. No. So when you look at where the line, where the averages are, I mean, FAM's come amazing to come back that FAM has had, right? But you go FAM, Machado's hitting, Tatis is hitting, right? All those guys. Shit, Dave, if you could get Kim up to 235, 240, you could probably live with it. And then I move Cronenworth to first. But what are you going to do when you got four years and $59 million left on that deal for Haas? That, that's the part that's going to stink because right now you don't see him getting any better. I mean, it, it's very, very frustrating. So, okay, so it, the talk is a couple different moves. You're looking at Castellanos. But the Reds all of a sudden have become a second-place team because the Cubs have lost so many games in a row. I don't, but <clears throat> you're the only guy who's attached him to the pods. Okay. I would love to have him. Because the rumor is... Right now, just when you're reading different things, it's not me just making this up. This is just the stuff I've read over the last week is either him or it's going to either the pods or to the Dodgers. That The Dodgers are talking about putting a trade together for their catcher, Ruiz and A.J. Pollock, and getting Sonny Gray and Castellanos back. Wow. Um, I look at the pods right now. I mean, fam, what are you going to put in the trade to get Castellanos? 
you know what? I would throw Gore in if somebody would take him right now. I mean, Gore right now is is nowhere close to being a Major League Baseball player. Cassianos is a walkaway free agent after this year. I got to look up his contract. I thought he had more than two years. Remember, he just went no, last I think year was he's his first a year. Away. And I mean that guy. Uh, dang man, I like that guy. But then you got to then Fam's going in. He had a four, he had a four year deal, sixty four million dollars. Signed when though? I signed last year. So oh, he's a free agent in twenty twenty five. Oh, dude, I yeah. Then I I find a way to get him. Right? Yeah. But you're not going to be able to get rid of Myers in that deal unless you're going to get some of that contract. Yeah. Because Myers has next year at 20 left, and then probably whatever you have to, I think it's a million dollar payout for, uh, for 23. FAM's a walk away, right? But yeah. I make that deal today. If Cincinnati will take FAM, but you're going to have to give up a lot more to FAM to get Castellanos, especially with the two year deal. If that's, uh, the money. Yeah, I would like that. To me, Dave, you got to get pitching. So, okay. So when you talk about pitching, any interest in a guy like, like Sonny Gray, like the Dodgers are looking at, would he be a guy that you, that you'd want? I mean, you're looking for a starting, but you need someone that's going to eat innings because as sure. good as the bullpen is, they can't keep doing what they're doing. No, because you got starters that are throwing 55 yeah. pitches through two innings. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So not saying I do it better than Rothschild, but our goal is at the lower level is 13 pitches or less to get out of an inning. I've always when thought you're the bigs, the, it should be. The number that I've always looked at is 17 an inning. Okay, 17 an inning will get you how far to get you to 100. Will that get you five innings? Uh, Yeah. Oh, it'll get you uh, six Right. So uh, let's, yeah, six uh, innings. We'll go. Yeah, we'll six go. Six innings would be a hundred and two. Okay, six innings, hundred and two. Yeah. Okay, so six innings is enough to for yeah. quality start. I don't disagree with that. I think if you average seventeen, thirteen would be great. But the way you, I mean, you had a guy last night. I mean, you saw Machado on Sunday. Yeah. You have these guys that that have nine pitch at bats. Like, you can't do anything about that. But if you can average seventeen. But I think last night what we saw with Musgrove was in the first. I think he was 23. Yeah. Then he comes out in the second. He throws 30. Dude, we can't survive throwing 28 pitches. And guys are fouling off. But shit, Dave, to me, it's just pace of play. Like, I, I don't know. Right? I, I just feel like the longer you're standing there, just throw the goddamn ball. Yeah. What are you waiting on? There's nobody on base. And defense hates it, too. Defense hates when a pitcher holds the ball. Throw the ball. Move on. Yeah, and keep it moving, man. But, yeah, I mean, where the conversation started was watching Trey Turner and going, I get it, a lot of wins on A.J.'s ledger. A lot of wins. But in my opinion, Trey Turner for Trey Turner and Joe Ross, decent back end of the rotation starter. Yeah. And an everyday all-star. Uh for a very average right fielder, will end up going down, in my opinion, as one of the top five worst trades ever. When Turner's career is done, yeah. and you look at what he did, and then you throw in Joe Ross, and I don't care if Joe wins 75 games in his career. You look at that, and you go, awful. First, first round pick, top 10 pick, I think he was seventh overall, and he hadn't, thrown a, hadn't, thrown, hadn't played a game. And you flipped him for a guy. Like, that's the price he had to pay to get Will Myers? So oh, one he's of these, a former rookie of the year. Come on. <laughs> Come on. So one of these contracts, you're probably, if you said, if you deal one of these guys, you're going to have to eat some of, the, some of that contract, you know? 
right? You're going to have yeah. to eat some of it somewhere. It's, uh, it, it, it's one of those where the Padres, as good as they are, they got to get better. Every good team gets better this time of year. It's not like you can just stand pat no matter who you no. are. Abram's out for the year. Yeah, that's, that's very unfortunate. Yeah, uh, broken leg. So you go, I, I mean, I don't know. Matt Fryers is doing a great job of telling us every day, but it doesn't feel like there are guys clawing at the door to get up here from El Paso that can help. So I think it's incredibly interesting because if this team misses the playoffs, and I know right now four and a half game lead over Cincinnati in the wild card, so that's good. Yeah. That's cool. All you got to do is get in, and that would be great. Um, But, man, they are just so frustrating. And the worst thing is, I'm frustrated by this team, and then I have to listen to Coach's show. <laughs> I listened today a little bit. Did Correct you hear the up. guy making trades? And I heard the guy from Benita that called in, and Coach didn't want to let him go. Like, here's the deal. When you do a talk show, the host should always be the one that hangs up on the caller. Yeah. Coach always gets upset when the caller hangs up on him. I'm like, what are you doing? Don't let the guy hang up on you. You hang up on him first. You're the host of the show. It sounds crazy. Yeah. Dan, you're gone? Yeah. Like, he gets so hurt that guys hang up on him. I don't think he's in studio. I think he's doing it from home, so we can't tell. Oh, my gosh. Because Brandon tells him, hey, that guy's gone. <laughs> so today, this guy, this asshole calls in. I'm already in a bad mood. Why are you in a bad mood? <sighs> fucking life. And so I go, you know what's going to get me through my day? Coach Cantera. I hadn't been drinking. Yeah. I just thought that, my friend. You know, Coach, what I, hey, listen, Coach, you know, I'd like to see him do, I'd like to see him trade for Lance Lynn. Coach is like, well, I don't think Chicago's going to trade him. They're winning. Well, that's what I would like to see, Coach. I'd like to see him trade for Lance Lynn. And then Brandon jumps in. He's like, well, shit, I'd like to see him trade for Garrett Cole. Probably not going to get him. <laughs> Which I thought was great. But God damn these guys. Just going down memory row. And then tonight, you know, I'm, I tell you what, I'm about at my rope send with some of you assholes on Twitter. Good. Uh, listen to this guy. Okay. Who's this guy? Steve Williams. You see this guy today? No, what are you right? Steve Williams was the guy that, that said using the word hate between Helix. Yeah. And Grossmont. Yeah. Well, Steve got off to a strike because in two different tweets, he was a three-time talker. Dave, Dave, Dave. Yeah, I saw that one. And then he wrote, and then when you said, look at their Twitter, then he wrote, my, my, my. <laughs> and I'm like, enough of this shit. Right? Call Coach's show. Yeah. You're boring me. So then Don Orsillo last yeah. night recapped the worst trade in Padre history. Yes. And he told the story. That yesterday was the anniversary of the Kevin Mitchell for Mark Grant trade. Yeah. So I wrote Don a note. I said, hey, Don, I was at a party at San Diego State. Had just filled a red Solo Cup when I saw my favorite Padre, Kevin Mitchell's picture on CNN wearing a Giants hat. When they showed details of that ratty trade, I put my beer down and left. Terrible day in Padre's history. Thanks for speaking the truth, Don. Mud knows it. It's yes. worst trade ever. Steve Williams, king of three talk. Saw Kevin in 2019 at Chef John's Fish and Chips in Lemon Grove. Seems to be fine. Great hitter. You ever see that little meme 
where Ari Gold just chucks his phone across the room. Is that the one he posted? Yeah. I was going to, hey, save this shit for Coach's show. <laughs> Nobody needs celebrity sighting at Chef John's Fish and Chips. Look at this shit I have to read, Dave. Sock, and he sent this to Orsillo, too. Oh, boy. Poor Don. Saw Kevin in 2019 at Chef John's Fish and Chips in Lemon Grove. That's where Mitch is going for lunch. <laughs> I mean, it could be great. Everybody loves good fish and we chips. We do. Who hates fish and chips? Nowhere. Oceanside Harbor, maybe the best next to Chef John's. Seems <laughs> to be fine. And then right before Steve hit Sandy, he goes, you know what I got to add in there? Great hitter. Yeah, he's the goddamn MVP. <laughs> and then I got this guy. Guy by Nation. Roberto Alomar, same. Was Roberto Alomar traded on July 5th? Sand topic. God. Are you telling them to stay on topic? Are you coaching them through it? I'm just, I'm trying to make people be less annoying. It's what I do. Yes. It hasn't worked with you. No, it hasn't. I'm trying with others. <laughs> By the way, the Musgrove-Jake Reed thing was so great. Right. First of all, they were two outstanding high school players. Yeah. And if anyone knows that area, Grossman and Helix are huge rivals. We hate them. They're, yeah. The Helix coaches every day are so funny, yelling at their team, get running. We're not Grossman. And I laugh every time, Dave. I love that stuff. Establishing that yes. early yeah. and reminding you of who your rivals are, um, I think is one of the great things of high school. It is. We had... Craig Bell, Ed Wiley, Danny Field, John Cannon told us every day, and they couldn't have been more right, how Torrey Pines sucked, how they had the ugliest girls in San Diego, how, they're, how they're, the guys on their team were a bunch of big babies, six foot ten, shooting from the outside, not going in the paint, and they were right on everything they said. They, it, it absolutely, if they would have passed around a tip jar, yeah. I would have just put dollar bills in there. It was like going to church. Tori sucks. And we're like, you're right. Here's $2. Um, and so when the coaches do it. Yeah. And do you do it at Benita Vista? Who do you tell them sucks? Well, obviously our rival is Eastlake. Oh. You know, I mean, that, that's, that, personal. That, that's it. I mean, I live in Eastlake. I used to coach at Eastlake, but our rival is Eastlake. That's okay. why when we swept them in one league, that was a big deal for us. Yeah. Because it hasn't happened in the longest time. I used to ask people, when's the last time it's happened? No one had an right. answer. Nobody knew. So it was it was a big deal. But that was our, our motivation. It's funny. This year, Josh used to say to me, don't mention another school. Just worry about ourselves. Don't mention another school. And this was the year that we did it, that we were that able to. thing? To, 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 yeah, because no, don't, don't mention another school. Don't set the bar with them. Set the bar with, with us. No. I, you know why I disagree with him? Well, he was we, right. It worked, though. This, in this instance, it worked. This is why I strongly disagree. <laughs> strongly disagree. When we were at radio stations and we were at 1090, yeah. we were always encouraged to don't say anything about 1360. I like it. I do too. I like knowing that the guy across the street sucks. He's got an ugly dog. His mom smokes Winston's. His dad's a hillbilly. And his sister's sitting at the end of the bar putting quarters in the jukebox, hoping somebody from our school will dance with her. That's what I like. These guys are going to know from the time our, my sons are here tonight, from the time they're 14 until the time they're 84. Helix guys are cool. 
and Grossmont sucks. Well, here's the funny thing is that Helix does set the bar in that area. You yeah. know what I mean? That is the bar. Helix but, is the bar. But now the funny thing is last night we go to the Padre game and we're in line just grabbing pretzels and drinks. And it was the coolest thing because there's Joe Musgrove's mom right in front of us. Oh, you saw her? Yeah. And man, you're just like, this is great. Like how cool yeah. in the whole story, the whole thing. I didn't go there. I didn't go to Helix, but I'm sitting there and he's struggling. And in my head, I'm like, gross my cat. <laughs> Foot <Foothiller. laughs> That's funny as hell. But whether you mean it or yeah. not, I'm sorry, Dave. You, there has to be, in my opinion, life is so much better when there's good guys and bad guys. That's why certain movies we love. That's why WWE is great, right? There's good guys and bad guys. And if you go down... Right? When Ric Flair was the bad guy and everybody loved him, shit, maybe maybe Helix is the bad guy that everybody wants to beat, right? Or whatever. But just this idea of, nah, you know, we don't want to talk about them. We just, bullshit. It's boring. Remind yourself every day, they suck. And at the end, when Benita Vista is playing Eastlake or Helix is playing Grossmont, when Point Loma was playing uh, uh, Lady Christian, their main rival, uh, or who was it? Our Lady of Peace. Yeah. That's who Point Loma always got That's fired right. up for. When they play their rival game, uh, when Poway is playing. Rancho Bernardo. Uh, Hamul or another, <laughs> uh, another East County school. That stuff's great. I love it. And, and when the Helix coaches play it up, whether it's real or tongue in cheek, I just think it makes the game so much more fun. It's, it's interesting, especially when you're the one wearing the horns. It's, um, it's great. So the thing is with Jake and with uh, Musgrove was mm-hmm. the fact that, number one, those two two guys were outstanding. Jake Reed was a year ahead in school than Musgrove. I believe Musgrove was class of, if I got this right, 2011, and, wow. and Reed was 2010. But they were the two best players in the league, and they went at it. I mean, it was outstanding to watch. And yeah. they were both out, just great, great players. But Reed was the quarterback at Helix and then gave yeah. up being the quarterback to just be a kicker and a baseball player because he didn't want to get hurt for baseball. Wow. And then Musgrove made the jump to the majors first as Reed made his debut with the Dodgers at the major league level today. But for years, you and I would talk off there following yeah. him because he was with the Minnesota Twins organization. Oh, right. And he was killing it. And I couldn't understand why the Twins never gave him a shot. He always had a right. low ERA and was doing great. And the Twins just never gave him the opportunity. So he was with the Angels. Angels cut him this year. Dodgers picked him up and he made his debut today. Well, like I told you, when you're like, hey, who are you cheering for tonight? Helix or Dodgers? Uh, or Helix and Dodgers? I was like, yeah, I hope he goes out. I didn't realize he's a reliever. Uh, I thought they were doing bullpen by committee tonight. That was the plan. Yeah. But Gonsolin got the start and ended up going five. Um, but I'll always cheer for a Helix guy and then cheer for a Dodgers loss. As long as he's not responsible. Not affected. Yeah. For, uh, as long as part A is not responsible for part B, it's great. But I, I just, to me, yeah. I mean, seriously, by that mindset, then nobody cares about the Dodgers when you come down here. The Dodgers are the same as when the Marlins are here. Wrong. It's not true. No. And and the Dodgers are the defending world champions. The Giants have three world championships. The Giants should get you irritated too. So to me, I love all that because you have to do something to differentiate a couple games from the others. When San Diego, when we played Fallbrook, we didn't know anything about Fallbrook. I didn't even know if it was in the state of California. All we knew is when we got out there, 
Jaime Miramontes threw for about 9,000 yards. <laughs> we went out to Ramona, and every guy on the Ramona Bulldogs football team, there was nothing against Ramona. Griff will tell you, every guy in Ramona looked like they were extras from Wizard of Oz. It was the only team that we were taller than. Like, what the hell is this? Love you guys. We're just hugging them, tapping their little helmets. Hey, you okay down there? <laughs> and then we went to Oceanside and just you just looked across the side. You guys were nine feet tall. So for for these guys, when Helix goes out and plays, yeah. And the, and I think this was never the case in my time. But for those guys, Dave, you go to Granite Hills, you go uh, to Grossmont as a member of Helix, man. They want to beat you. Yes. They're not viewing you as just another team. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't view them as just another team. So the game last night, you had a chance to take your kids to uh, the Padre game last night. What was the experience? Uh, our friend Pete in Point Loma, who's the absolute greatest, I sit down and he's like, you know what? I reach out to you when you're staying in Coronado. And I say, uh, hey, I work right down the street. If you want to come over and have lunch, it'd be great to see you. And he goes, you go on. And Pete gave me credit. He's like, you mistakenly thought I live down here. I go, no, I never did. I just falsely accused you of a crime. <laughs> and everybody took the ball and ran with it. Yes. I, go, I knew 100% where you lived because you told me where you and your beautiful wife lived. So he said, um, he goes, hey, he reached out to me the night you guys went for the Dodger game. Yeah. And I couldn't make it. And he reached out last week and he said, uh, I got tickets for you and your boys for the fifth. Do you want to go? I said, you know, Pete, I'd love that. They're going to Tahoe for two weeks on the 10th. And we'd love it. He goes, okay. So he emails me the seats. And he goes, hey, I got a parking pass for Tailgate Park. I go, holy cow. So we go down. And I saw where you guys sat, and those were cool yeah, seats. Yeah, right behind, behind the dugout. Yeah. But it felt like you were probably 20 rows back, right? No, second row. No, but I mean, were you that close? Yeah, right there. God, that's funny. I felt like from seeing you on TV, it felt like you were kind of oh. more up like the old plaza level. No, 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 second row. Okay, so I had this visual that you guys were like, still insane seats, yeah, right? Yeah, they were. But I was visualizing that you were like 20, 25 rows behind the dugout, which are great. I've sat over there. So I walk in, and that's where I think I'm going. So this guy, uh, the usher, scans us in and goes, boy, these are great seats. And I was like, all right. <laughs> like, I, I have no idea. So I go, it's section 101, row 9. So we start walking down. And we're getting closer, closer, closer. And now we're like second row. So I sit down and I turn to the lady behind me and I go, I'm sorry to bother you. I go, can you confirm I'm in the right place? Because I said, if I sit here for an inning and then security grabs me by the scruff and throws me out, I, I'm going to have to move. I'm just going to have to move. Because somebody I know is going to see it and be like, hey, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, nice Get try, back. asshole. Get back out to right field where you belong, dipshit. She goes, no, you're in the right seats. So we sat down there, and my sons came down, and I said a couple of different things. A, don't be on your phone, because there's nothing more annoying as a fan 
than to see somebody down in seats where you go, man, I don't know if I'll ever get the chance to sit there. And some punk kids on his phone playing. That's true. Playing, you know, uh, whatever. Forty birds. Yeah. (laughs) And then I jokingly said to them, if anything itches, your eye, your ear, your nose. Yes, good, good job. Don't touch it until between innings. And they go, why? And I go, because you get that on camera, you're done. You're done. They go, well, we don't know. I go, I just posted a picture where I'm sitting. I oh, go, we could see it right on TV the whole game. I go, you're done. I go, if you're looking at your phone, then they do this weird thing. And, and Pete and I were talking about this. We don't know what the hell it is. It felt like you were at a Paul McCartney concert. Everybody now takes the flashlight and they hold it up. Yeah. What's that bullshit? I don't know. We did it at a Diamondbacks game when we saw the Padres and Diamondbacks. And a kid I was with from San Diego started doing it. And then all of a sudden, the entire ballpark started doing it. This was about six years ago. It was crazy. Well, my one son started doing it. I go, hey, you're right behind home plate. Why don't you just get a red laser and point it in his yeah, eye Musk- like he's a Maybe cat. that's why Musgrove threw 80,000 pitches by the second No, inning. this was like the eighth <laughs> inning. So... We just sat there in those seats, and I can't thank Pete enough. We had the best time. We absolutely had the best time. And I had said to my sons, like, it's closing in on 11 o'clock. I go, hey, listen, let's watch the T sit in the eighth, and we'll get the hell out of here. And Because I had to drive them to La Mesa and then go back to PB. And then I go, you know what? Screw it. If Machado does something here in the ninth, or if we bail... I'm going to get a text message. Hey, yeah, where, where'd you go? So we stayed to the absolute last pitch. And today at my job, three different guys. Pretty good to see you sitting down there at the last pitch. Yep. We figured you were going to cut out around the sixth. Dude, I was watching for it too. And I, I just said to my sons, I go, I don't know if we'll ever have an opportunity to sit this close again. And the people down in that section in 101 were just the nicest people uh, to me, to my kids. It was really great, man. Really. And, and, Again, Pete was awesome. So then Gavin writes to him and goes, I just saw Pete from Coronado start the wave. He goes, God damn it. I've never started the wave in my life. And so today he said, hey, Gavin, if I see you in OB, I'm going to hold you under a wave, which I liked a lot. And he's just the coolest guy, man. So um, I believe, Dave, the tickets are owned by the family that own Anthony's yeah. restaurant, the Gio family. And their son was the guy that uh, Bryce Miller featured in the article a couple of weeks back. Helps out with Point Loma softball. And I just, it was the coolest thing, man. It was so fun to just, to sit there and, and be that close with Tatis and Machado and Turner. But like Josh Harrison looks like he's five foot four and uh, really, really cool. They so, gave you a much, what I love, Dave, I'm sorry. We got a big kick out of in the first inning, and it's things you don't pick up on TV. But you watch, Caratini comes out, and and the home plate ump's waiting for him, and they immediately bump knuckles. When uh, Machado comes out, he takes the bat, taps the ump on the shin guard. Uh, You know, a lot of different guys do things like that. Soto uh, makes an out, and he and Musgrove are laughing chirping like back 
Soto makes another out, and he's looking out to try to get Tim Hill's attention, like nodding. Like, you go, dude, this is cool. Like, it's just all the little things that you see in the game of guys just having fun that you don't pick up on. No, it was an absolute blast, man. One of my favorite nights. Okay, that's a great point right there that you make because it has gone on in baseball forever. I mean, these guys yeah. know each other. Players know each other. Umpires know know yeah. the players. The players know the umpires. Joe West, they say, is one of those guys that will call you out if you don't say hello to him, if he's oh. doing home plate. Like, who do you think you are? Especially if you're a young kid and you don't say a word. Yeah. He goes, that's just the way you do it. So when you see these assholes in the stands that want to throw punches and lose their mind, right. the intensity on the field isn't anywhere close. doesn't no. mean they aren't trying to win and do their job. My point is these guys aren't as close to fighting as you guys think. There's a mutual respect for being a professional athlete. But Machado gets called out, thought he, was, thought he had walked, yeah. pitch, and then he strikes out. And he looks at the umpire, and the umpire's looking at him, and my son Jack and I are watching him. And all of a sudden, Machado's walking back, he just looks at him, and fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And the ump, to his credit, like, we rip the umpires all the time. Yeah. The ump, to his credit, just took it. Like, didn't throw him out, didn't take his mask off, didn't walk him down, you know, do any of that. The ump just was like, let it go. Jack is like, did you see Machado? He just told fuck you. And, uh, and we were dying, but no, man, I, I just, like I said, the, the gentleman in front of me said he'd had those seats since 92. Yeah. And, and the person behind us said they'd had theirs for like 20 years. So, uh, yeah, that was great. And, and I would just say, uh, easy for me to spend all your money, but if you, if you could do it one game, just one game. Yes. To try to get down like there in section 101, we were in what they call row nine. Man, you and a buddy or your kids or whatever, just if you go, we're going to go one game this year, we're going to find them and we're going to sit down that close. Boy, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, I do too. It's a huge, it's a great experience. That's the direction I was going, where I would say I would sacrifice going to, let's say, 20 games to go to seven great seat games, you know, especially... When we were at Jack Murphy Stadium and we were in the media, the Padres would hook us up with four tickets all the time. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the team wasn't great, so it was easy to say, hey, you want four tickets? It looked great to have people in the stands. We were buying food, the whole deal. Um, But my kids got spoiled at a young age. I was saying, these are great seats. So my kids would never sit up top. They're like, hey, I know what good seats are. I'd rather sit closer or watch it on television than sit far away did you did you fuck things up for your kids yesterday because now they know how good the seats are we're back on the 31st we're back out in right field oh you son of a bitch we'll find out yeah and here's the other thing whoever this guy was i didn't even get into it i i just i don't have time for you people i saw some guy run his mouth on twitter about me complaining because this guy sat out in gallagher square and was bitching about the oh yeah 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 here's the thing dude i paid 200 bucks to get in you paid 30 and the other thing is, you don't pay for this fucking show, so I can give less of a shit what you think. <laughs> when you wait a week to comment on something I say and give me shit, you know what? My kids saw Tatis play. They didn't watch Tatis on TV from a hillside. So maybe your kids needed the giveaway more than my did. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. <laughs> there was a part of me that thought, you know what? Who knows what that guy's going through? Hey, I didn't call him out. But tell your kids if they ever want to go to a game where they can actually see the players, give me a call. I'll get them it. <laughs> if you like sitting out on the hillside eating egg salad sandwiches, hey, guys, can you see the screen okay from here? 
Dad, where's Tatis? Shut your mouth! <laughs> I have no idea that's what happened. I couldn't care less. Oh, I'm my like, gosh. Like, look at this asshole shooting his mouth off. He hasn't subscribed to this show. Guy, guy pops off he nine sure days did. later. He sure did. He popped off. Didn't like the fact Guess that what happened? you deserve the, the fleece. Guess what happened? He got muted. <laughs> did he? That was it for him? He's done? They crossed the line. I don't know. None of it mattered. I just started laughing. Jesus. Actually, in fairness to that guy, because you'll probably hear and be like, whatever. I, I liked he, he was giving me a hard time, but he ripped you and the whole thing. And that honestly made me laugh yeah. more than I, I couldn't care less. Always. Always getting shot at. Hey, I thought Dave was the dipshit. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> how about that? That was a great line. Oh, my gosh. Fourth of July. What did you guys do? Uh, uh, the... The uh, the great play. The great play is... Look at your boy Myers hitting a three-run shot right after you, <laughs> yeah. right after you ran your mouth. Uh, the great play is go park at the sports arena. Yeah. And you're directly under the fireworks at SeaWorld. So you don't have to fight the crowd. You you look to your left, and you can see you know the, the bay, but you're directly under him from SeaWorld. Now, the only thing... That we had is because of kind of the way the clouds were going, it got a little smoky. Um, but it was cool. And then you're out of there. There's probably 25 families in there. Oh, not bad at just, all. Just watching. No, just from the parking lot. But you're right there. Thing is, you could do it any night because SeaWorld runs fireworks every night of the week. Yeah. 15 minutes before closing. So, it's always weird when you drive on the five and Disneyland's firing those. Uh, well, or on the five yeah. right now, Dave, yeah. because people just slow down. They're like 40 miles an hour. Like, oh, sorry, there are people behind us. Like, there's fireworks. <laughs> like, holy cow. So um, what'd you do for the fourth? You know what? We uh, ha- had a couple friends that had boats. Went out. Uh, no, went out. Go? We went out right underneath the Coronado Bridge. No and, uh, way. It was, it was outstanding. Nice. And then you tie the boats together, and it was a good time. It was, it was, it was a How great time. How do you time. do on boats? You know what? I don't know because I always do the drama mean just in case. So I did fine as long as I put something in, you know. Were you in. drinking out there? Because that's where you get in trouble if you start drinking on the boat. Oh, yeah. Of course I was. Were you out there with Steve Woods? No, I wasn't out there with Steve. Um, no, I was just out there with uh, with some friends in the neighborhood. Got people you know. People that, cool. that, that you saw at my birthday and everything else. And, that's really cool. And it was, it was a great time. Probably about 25 people. So you were probably really close to the ones from the bay. Yeah, and uh, it was it was it was, corn out of it, there, it, it, right? it was it was outstanding. I mean, oh, the, the weather was perfect go. that day. It was awesome. It was it was a good day. It was a good deal. So yeah. no, we had a we had a great time. And and uh, again, I I don't think I'll ever ever buy a boat. I think the best thing is I have friends that have boats, so I kind of lucked out on that. But man, uh, the 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 boat situation in San Diego is sweet. If you have one, great. But man, they're expensive to fix. All right. So on that boat that you're on, yeah. They have a bathroom on the boat? Uh, the, one of the boats that was tied to had a bathroom on the boat. Okay, got it. Yeah. And the, because we had friends that had a boat, and it had a bathroom and like a full-on kitchen. Yeah, bedroom, the whole deal. Dude, that's pretty wild, yeah, isn't it? pretty wild, yeah. It was, it was you know, it was crazy. Is one of the kids that I used to coach, who's now in his late 20s, might be even 30 now, shows up in his own boat that he just bought. Well over really? $200,000. Wow. You know, paid ten grand just to ship it from Florida over here, and he just comes driving up in this giant boat, and you're like, "Oh my god, man, things are going well." You know, it was it was pretty cool, but I, I mean, this guy's boss, boat was I, enormous. I think our old boss Dave Sniff lives on the boat. Does he? And this, I don't know if you saw this, man. I got to ask you if this bothers you as much as it bothers me. 
Um, this show started in 1998 at KFMB. And... My first day in KFMB was March of 1995. And so, having grown up listening to that station, Dave Sniff, our boss now, lives on a boat. But, you know, I listened to those growing up, whether it was B100 with the Rich Brothers or KFMB with Stacey Taylor, Hudson Bauer, and then you and I being fortunate enough to work there. We told the story a couple of months ago that KFMB had been sold and that uh, the uh, local media... Kept 100.7, but 100.7 is now being broadcast from the same building where we used to go for 1090. Yeah. They're in that same building with 92.5 and 91X. And that 760 is now broadcasting from the iHeart building. The area where you and I spent every day, whether it was in there doing Padre Talk, Aztec Talk, memories with Al Horton or Brian Wilson, on the other side with Jagger and Christy and all yep. of it. Dave, that entire hallway, all those studios have been completely emptied out. Really? They've been completely gutted, and they're nothing but empty rooms. And I was saying to Pete last night, you were on vacation one night. Pete and Point Loma and uh, Marcus from Poway came in and sat in. And different people came down and saw the show, right? But now uh, our buddy Scotty Rice posted pictures, all those studios have just been taken out. And I wonder if you look back wow. at that. I don't know if you had seen it. I didn't see it. But if you look back and you go, dude, how many memories, right, with the golf girls and everything else that happened, just nights sitting in there, BS until midnight, sitting in there with Ted, all those different things, all those rooms have been just, they're gutted. Yeah. And I looked at it, I go, God dang, man. That was such a part of my life as a producer, such a part of my life when this started and just to see like wow it just kind of sucked wow that is interesting god dang man it's yeah man it, it, their whole radio business has changed so dramatically since, when you saw uh, 1090 even yeah. though 1090 wasn't always the greatest we had a lot of good friends in there that treated us pretty well when you saw the pictures that scott posted by the way i, saw, I, I, I didn't catch them i haven't seen them yet so no a year ago okay. when, when 1090 yeah. went out of yeah, there and, and Cap was showing those pictures yeah. of everything coming out did, did that impact you at all? No, 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 I don't. It's funny. I don't get real sentimental about it. Maybe KFMB would be different, yeah. you know, but the, no, the 1090s or 1360, no, you know, 1037. I mean, we had a great time, 1037. It was funny. I was thinking yeah. a lot about it today. I was saying Josh and I finally wrapped up Sopranos today, you know? Oh, nice. And yeah. so oh, I, dude, right? I was telling Josh, I go, there are two major things that happened in 2007 that I remember. One is sopranos talk was a big deal it was like we talked about sopranos on monday morning so and fridays leading into the weekend so like we did charger football and i go the other thing was the bringing out the iphone yeah and i remember you brought up the topic about this can you believe this phone this is what yeah. it's going to cost this is what it's going to do and I remember thinking, it was, as soon as you said it, I'm like, See, I'm not buying that fucking phone. Yeah. And I remember you you said on there, I, I'm going to buy that phone. Yeah. And um, it, it's funny how much the iPhone has changed life and society. Oh, and we remember doing a full show just on the iPhone. We uh, we did that. And thank God, like Gary Delabate said, the iPad was overrated. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> but... Like, just thinking back, I mean, in 07, I got married. My kids were born. Yeah. Free FM happened. The iPhone happened. End of Sopranos. Like, there was a lot of wild things that were going on. 
yeah, that one, that's the one. Uh, we've told those stories, meeting Sam Bass, Laura Kane, uh, all those different things that happened. Um, that was a pretty impactful year. We didn't really know it at the time, but looking back, that was a good one. But yeah, that Sopranos, like, uh, there's a part of me, it, it's weird, David. I'm this way with Breaking Bad, too. I love both of those shows so much. They were so great. And Sopranos, I even, I got into late. I think like year three or year four. And I didn't even want to go back and just watch it. I just was like, I picked, you know, you pick it up pretty quick, right? But Breaking Bad, um, my wife had got me the DVD. So I was able, or I think, shit, I think actually... Whatever they were on, A&E ran season one, two, and three, and you could, they ran like five episodes a night. Yeah. And so it was like Monday and Tuesday were series one, uh, season one. Wednesday and Thursday were season two, right? And Friday and Saturday were season three. So I just loaded up my DVR and, and was able to watch everything pretty much back to back to get caught up. Yeah. But Dave, I, I that's fun you say that about The Sopranos because... Like, I never want to go back and watch them because I'm afraid that it won't live up to the memory that I have in my head. Oh, that's funny. Now, every now and then, you go through, I talk about uh, YouTube, and there'll be certain scenes that are in there. And I'm sorry, if there's a scene that Paulie's in, I'm watching it. I'm just watching it because he's so goddamn funny. Dude, some of the jokes in Sopranos are so fucking funny to me. It's great, yeah. right? Yep. But you watch those back. But when, okay, so when you go back and you've, now, did you watch, did you guys, did you pick it up one From all number the way one, through? Episode one all the way through. I was worried we weren't going to finish because he leaves, you know, in a couple days to drive back. And I was like, dude, we got to finish this fucking show. He, how much of the ending did he know what it was? He knew, uh, he knew the journey song, Don't Stop Believing okay. was the end. Um, and I asked him the question, do you think he lives or dies when this was over? And it goes, he lives. He goes, he had an agreement with New York. Why would New York take him out? Because the other guy was going to become the boss. How's the other guy supposed to make money and move on unless uh, unless he lives? And yeah. I said, it's funny. David Chase didn't come out for years before he says 100% he lives. Wow. Who put it together. And I said, it's on our show, I think it was 90-10, thought he died. Yeah. I thought and, when the lights went out. Yeah. Was, I thought Because there was a line in that show saying that um, I bet when it happens, you don't even hear it. Right. Right. And uh, and and that was it. But so it was it, it was funny. He he enjoyed the show. He liked it. It was cool watching it with him. Um, but uh, it, and the last four or five episodes just speed up like crazy. And so it's it's very very entertaining. When the daughter's cutting across the street, yeah, it's like I'm telling you, I'm thinking about it right now. And even though it's pretty good, it was a June bug. Yeah, <laughs> uh, thinking about that whole thing right now. But when she starts going across the street, like I was waiting for something to happen yeah. to her. Like you're just waiting, right? From AJ to the daughter, the whole thing. And like when he's at the table, the guy in the silver jacket, yeah. right? All those different things. That Looking you shady that, as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember Dave, like, it's weird. I, I swear to God, I can remember it right now. When you think back to it and you, you hear it, I wonder if the, the, Anxiety seems a little melodramatic, but I'll use that word. I wonder if the anxiety we felt in that moment was worried about the characters or realizing that as soon as that song started, like, this is it. Like, this is it. The show that 
has been so fun and such a release from the real world is wrapping up right now. And you know it's coming. You just don't know what is how it's going to end. Yeah, that's wild. But I, I haven't watched any of that. I haven't watched any of it back None since it. that night. But God damn, I love that show. <laughs> he said, so Josh said Sopranos number two behind Breaking Bad. Yeah, he liked Breaking Bad better. And it's hard to compare the two because they're so different. Right. But, but um, yeah, that's what that's was his opinion of them. They are, they are my two favorite shows of well, all time. Well, I, I loved them both. There were so many great scenes in Breaking Bad. Yeah. But honestly, when Giancarlo Esposito walks out of that room after ding, 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 yes. ding, 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 ding. And he walks out and he adjusts the tie. And half his face is missing. And you go, dude, <laughs> come on. No, it's, it, it's, it's, and I know people have seen it, as Jeff says it right now. If you watch it again, look how they make his right eyeball move. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing's insane. That, that scene to me, like there were, there were so many insanely cool parts of Sopranos, yeah. right? And, and I, I, right, anybody, you could send me messages. What about this? What about that? Yeah. When Christopher dies, when Tony dude. squeezes his nose, it's, it's, it's amazing. Dude, I, I like uh, Joe uh, Ralphie. Yeah. Because every scene he was in, you're like, oh, this guy, right? It's just, he's like, you're like, dude, what are you doing? There's so many scenes in there that it's so good. But I just, when I look back at him, you just go, man, I, I just think because the Giancarlo Esposito... You just were like, that guy walked away from that? Like, he walked away from that? And then the camera just comes across, and you're like, oh, oh, boy. And that guy with the bell was just nuts, right? Yeah. Like, was, as many crazy characters yes. in both shows. Yeah. Like, that guy getting his revenge right there. Yeah. Oh, that was good. The jokes in uh, Sopranos, the more you watch it, the, the some of them are so, so damn funny. My favorite joke in there, it's funny as I have your kid sitting right next to me, is uh, the guy walks into the house with a duck in his arm and he says, this is the pig I've been fucking. And he says, that, that's a, she says, that's a duck. I wasn't talking to you. Oh! <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, dude. <laughs> dude, that show. Was it all just on HBO? It was, yeah, I just pulled it off HBO. I just pulled it off HBO when I, when we wanted to watch it again. Yeah. yeah it was, it, it cracked me up, man. It was, uh, anyway, the show, the show was good. I'm glad we finished it because I was just kept trying to time this out with Josh going, there's no way oh, we're going to watch it in this thing. You idiot. We're going to time this wrong. I got to try to get going into Bosch on Amazon. Have you seen Ozark? Are you watching that one? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. When are they coming back? supposed to be back this this year as far as you know it's one last season and then That's you have it, right yeah then you have the sopranos movie coming out uh this fall with uh with gandolfini's son kid. yeah with the son yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely i'll watch that for so sure. be it'll be interesting hey when i mention alan taylor as many of you know it's the fourth of july just passed but the weather is extremely warm if you weren't by water you're making a huge mistake alan taylor's done a great job building pools throughout san diego county you should be the next guy on the list again alan taylor taylor may pools nobody does it better 619-449-4452 619-449-4452 yeah you know, talking to a friend in uh toronto today 95 with humidity and it's just listen those days of 95 we may not get the humidity like they get on the east coast but we absolutely get those high heat days and what are you going to do with it right how are you going to beat it you're going to go out to the lake you're going to go out i mean we drove by mission bay dave you were talking about on the fourth holy cow man people clearly 
whether it's at Petco Park or Mission Bay or SeaWorld, wherever the case may be, people are going out. But if you're trying to cool down from the heat, yeah, you are, and so are 10,000 of your neighbors. So how do you counteract that? You call Alan Taylor and the guys at TaylorMade Pools, have them show you what they can do for your backyard. And then when construction's done, holy cannoli, you are going to love life. That's a tribute to Team Italy who won today, beat Spain in the Euros. Dave, I know you were here watching. I did watch it, actually. How cool was that shootout at the end? It was nuts. It's it's very strange to me that you play an entire soccer game and then the shootout's nothing like the game, and then that determines the winner. Uh, I want to ask you about that before we get into birthdays and everything else. But, yeah, to deal with the heat, to deal with what's coming in the summer, uh, do what so many others have done and call TaylorMade Pools. Dan Williams is who you need to talk to when it comes to saving money and putting your money in the right direction. Look, Dan Williams is there for you. We've said for a long time you need to give Dan a call. He's got to help you out. Be smart with your money. As a matter of fact, he has Bar Smart 2-Minute Tuesdays, understanding your cost of debt. All you have to do is go to YouTube. He makes it easy for you. He teaches you something every single week. But Dan's the guy that wants to get you out of the rental market, and he wants you to buy your first home if you haven't done that already, if you already have your first home, but you have some financial questions questions dan's the person to talk to jeff and i have both done it couldn't be happier with it 858-688-6813 858-688-6813 in the middle of doing it right now for our condo and dan and his team have been absolutely outstanding uh the rates are at an unbelievable low you hear it all the time but what you have to do is you have to call dan and his team and say what can you do for me I mean, for us, Dave, we felt like when we bought that condo in 2008, uh, we felt like we had really good. uh, My wife had great credit. My credit wasn't great at that time, but it's much better now. And I think our interest rate was right around three, three and change. Man, Dan and his team are working with us. And the payment's going to drop by a couple hundred a month. Well, you calculate that over the course of the year. That's a couple thousand. Calculate that out over 30 years. And now you all of a sudden you're saving two thousand a year. That's sixty thousand dollars you're putting back in your pocket on a thirty year loan just by making a phone call and letting Dan and his team help you. But you gotta make the call before you do it. 858-688-6813. Brian Curry is who you want to talk to when it comes to selling your home. So many people right now are trying to decide, do I sell my home and take advantage of what the market is doing? This is something we've never seen before. Again, Brian's the guy to answer all your questions for you. If you sell your home and you profit big time, where are you going to live next? What's the plan? What are you going to do? And can you get the most for your home? Go to the guy who's best at it. Brian Curry is your guy. There's only one person to talk to. He's been doing it more than 25 years throughout San Diego County. <clears throat> Brian Brian Curry's number is 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. It's too much money to trust somebody else. Yeah, I, I look at it, Dave, and listen, experts say, hey, the market's going to come back. Is it? Man, it feels like everywhere you look, housing prices are going up and going up and going up. And it's one of the main reasons why I'm working with my ex to refinance our condo it's because we want the opportunity to leave that for our sons because as our sons who are now 13 we don't know in 10 15 years when they might be in the housing market what it may look like and we would like them to at least one of them have the condo she's looking to buy a house and then all of a sudden they've got two things where you're covered so as you're doing the right thing for your kids yeah, take a look and, and talk to Brian. Is it the right time to buy? Are the prices still going to go out? Is there going to be an adjustment that may level out some of these prices? 
Shit, Dave doesn't know. I don't know, but Brian Curry does. And by the way, congratulations to Brian and his family. As a local high school football scouting uh, service is putting out every day the top 10 players to watch at different positions. Today they did quarterbacks. Great to see Dylan Curry from Poway High listed on that. Uh, just a great tribute to the Curry family. Congratulations to them. Boy, absolutely. You weren't kidding. I mean, a ton of work has gone into uh, Dylan, and his, and it's all paying off right now. Uh, very, very cool. All right, so here's the deal. Kyle Fluker who you want to talk to when it comes to websites. He has tons of time now because his Cubs stink. Can't win yep. a game since uh, throwing a no-hitter against the Dodgers. So Kyle's love for the Cubs has diminished a little bit. He has plenty of time to help you fix that website and make some money off of it. If you have a website right now and it's not generating the kind of traffic that you want, there's only one person to call. It's Kyle Fluger, 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Yeah, Flugs is in a bad mood. You don't see him uh, doing as many instrumentals with the guitar. I haven't seen Tears in Heaven. Nope. Right? I haven't seen him uh, doing Ed Sheeran songs. <laughs> uh, he's sad. So we all need to rally around our buddy, cheer him up, call him. Let's be honest. If Flugs didn't do your website, probably sucks. <laughs> I mean, our website doesn't suck because Flugs did it. <laughs> so you can look at it and you say, I'm so thankful. My sister, Ethel, went on YouTube and she learned how to build our page and it is outstanding. How many people have looked at it? Two. Bullshit. <laughs> our site kills yours. So, yeah, your site probably sucks. Do Are they as bad as the Cubs? No, come on. Let's not, let's not be crazy. But it could be there quickly. Unless uh, you do something about it. Call Kyle Fluger, tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. All right, yes, and wanted me to ask you about soccer. So, a uh, friend of mine today, I go, what are you doing? She said, I'm watching uh, Italy and Italians. Spain? Okay. She's Italian, Sicilian. Okay. Yeah. She goes, I'm watching the Italians play. So, I said, what are you watching? Like, what are they playing? She goes, ah, you wouldn't be interested. So... I got really pissed. Well, not really pissed, but I'm like, what are they watching? So now I got to go look. And I realized the Euros championship is going on. And I said to her, look, pain in the ass. I go, I'm a Swede. The Swedes show up. They got those pussy canary yellow uniforms. And what do they do? They're out of everything. Nobody hates them. They basically just bring sandwiches. <laughs> and I said, I'm, when I lived in London. Yeah. My buddies took me out to a couple viewing parties when the English national team was playing. And I went, basically drank beers. I didn't ask questions. I just enjoyed being a part of it. And like I said to her, a day for me, we get it a little bit here when the World Cup's going on. Yeah. We saw it a lot with the Women's World Cup. But I am so insanely jealous of... The people that get locked in, whether it's with Argentina, with my friend Joe for Italy, uh, with Spain, or whoever else they're watching, I love that. I'm really jealous of the fact that I don't have that. So I'm wondering for you, I may not pay attention, right, if they have a friendly yeah. being played at Petco. and I'm sorry, I don't pay attention to the loyal. I don't do any of that. But when the Women's World Cup was playing in the World Cup, we were in Monterey. And we would go down uh, to the main street in downtown Monterey. 
and all the bars had the games on and people had their uniform jerseys on. Man, I absolutely loved it. So you and I are such cynical assholes. <laughs> people always think everything we say is popping off. I can tell you right now, Sunday at noon, my kids will be in Tahoe. I got nothing going. Um, England plays Denmark tomorrow. So I said to this friend of mine, I go, look, you probably wonder where my loyalties were because my outside of being Team USA, lived in London for a long time. I go, I'm telling you, I'm in on Team Italy. And I said, if I live local, you call and go, hey, the game's on. I go, you want me to go to the deli? We'll get sandwiches. And then I just shut the hell up. I don't, unlike my ex, my poor son Jack's excited for Monday Night Raw in a couple of weeks. And she already said she's going to ask him a thousand questions. I'm not going to let that happen. We're not going to let him ruin Jack's life. I said, I just shut up. If I have a question about a player or a rule, I got a goddamn phone. I can look it up here. <laughs> Dave, are you like me? And when you watch that today, is there any part of you that goes, I mean, I know you're in on the Dodgers and the Lakers, but that's local teams. Do you wish that you had an allegiance to a national team? I know the Israelis are favored in everything <laughs> they play. I'm proud of you for that. Um, do you wish... That you had that where you maybe, you know, your wife's Italian. Josh was watching it. Josh was watching big time. Yeah. I, I watched it with Josh. And yeah. Josh is into it. As, well, you're as married big as in. Be. Yeah, I married You're married in. in. And we both say the same thing. What's the deal with the blue uniforms or the white uniforms? Like, why are the colors blue and white? And that's nothing that looks like the Italian flag. Okay. So if I'm there at my friend's house, I'm not asking her that. I'm looking that up <laughs> on my zero phone. sense. No, I got it. But I fuck? would not, you're there watching, you're locked in, that's your, your national team. You don't need me chiming in. Hey, what's with them blue jersey? Hey, it's just the goddamn way it works. Maybe it's like the all-star game, right? They're not, they got those terrible jerseys coming up. Yeah, or terrible. Or the Pro Bowl. Yes. Right, where we see different things. Um, but is there any part of you that watches that and goes, damn, man, I, I kind of wish, I don't know, everybody's excited to be part of Team Denmark? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but my buddies, when I lived in London, were all in on England. That yeah. was fun to watch. Today, Spain losing the way they do, that's got to be kind of a craw, right? Yeah. A little thorn in your side. Um, but if you're Italy, you get the win. Like, do you wish you were locked in on, on that stuff so that when national teams are playing, you were really, really into it? Yeah, well, I wish the United States was solid. You know, yeah. and they aren't. How are we not? I have no idea. I think our best athletes are in the NFL and NBA. This, right? The Euros? Could no, no, not that. I'm just talking about the World Cup. Like, we know we yeah. aren't going to do well. The women do great. Yeah. The men always disappoint. Then they always fire the coach. And then they bring back Bruce Arena. <laughs> I mean, fuck, dude. You know? Yeah, Bruce Arena. It's ridiculous. Right. It, but it, it is. It's, it's, it doesn't make any sense that the United States you, stinks will at you this. Watch, you're here Sunday. Yeah. You're, Rita's gone. Will I watch? Yeah. Yeah, I probably will. I probably watch. You know, and here's the deal: I'm not the biggest soccer fan going, yeah. but the Italian goalie was insane. Yeah, that's I cool. mean, it was, it was crazy. And then I'm watching, you know, basically penalty kicks, and the yeah. guys' knees are locked like straight, like he's not even in a ready position. Yeah, and he's sitting there just reading the guy. Boom, knocks it away, and he's just going, "Holy shit!" Because those guys are kicking so close, and the ball's right. going so fast. And it's little little tips here and there that basically give you a sign of where they're going to kick it. And that guy was so good 
it was impressive to watch. Uh, but do you wish you were? Yeah, you and I. Yeah, of course I wish I had a team that was great. You know, yeah. but I don't. It, it's funny, I guess, in the Olympics, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. When they do a dream team, it's cool, but I don't know that it's the same excitement that we remember from 80 at Lake Placid. Yeah. But when they play the World Cup of hockey, when they play Olympic hockey, that to me is really good because yeah. the U.S. team is really good. And the natural rivalry with Canada, who's always loaded. Yeah, I guess, Dave, maybe that's it for us, but... Yeah, and I still don't think she believes me. But I was saying, <laughs> I was saying, yeah, if I was there, I I would I would be into that. Yeah, I, I don't know that it's something where I would go look for a bar um, in Little Italy, right? Like uh, Princess of Wales, if England's in, I'm sure they'll no. But I mean, that's a great little bar. I'm sure that place would be going off on Sunday. I, I don't think I have to do that. But I, I like that ex- full house. Yeah, full of course. Stadium t- no, oh, I, I don't know. No, no, it- no, no. I thought you were talking about a bar down a little literally. Of course it would be packed. No, but I'm saying the game today. No, it looked watched. like there were open seats. And I don't know what the COVID rules are. I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't know. know how it works. But normally, you know how it works. That Those stadiums are packed, man. Dude, I, I said it. We went to uh, my buddy uh, Alex Dixon was a British lightweight champion and got me tickets for a Tottenham Hotspurs game. Yeah. In the old stadium, I was selling Pete and Point Loma this last night. And I, he goes, hey, you want to go to a game? I go, yeah, sure. I don't know what's going on. So we walk in. They throw a scarf over me, not like one of those Craig Elston things, like an actual one. And we just start getting hammered. Yeah. And all I did, all I remember, I couldn't even tell you who they played. We just sat in the corner and just chanted, here we go, here we go. I sang that song for three hours. The only time I took a break was to drink. And I remember went to the bathroom about a thousand times. <laughs> Need another beer? I think I don't. Well, why don't you sing it? Here we go, here we go. And my scarf. And I don't remember anything. One of the greatest days of my life. That's I funny. absolutely had a blast. Yeah. And my buddy had been on the British Olympic team. And like I said, and they just, he goes, hey, this is my mate from San Diego. Hey, what's up? And they they just, oh, it was great. But if you said who'd they play, uh, what was the score, what you, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going okay. July 6th, okay? There are a ton of them on here. I'm just going to ask you to give me a few. You pick who you want, okay? okay. I got Ned Beatty. I got Nancy Reagan. I have Machado. At 50 Cent, I have Kevin Hart, Sylvester Stallone, George Bush, and Zion Williamson. Oh, I'll take uh, take the late, great Ned Beatty. Okay. Want to guess? Yeah, I'll he say just Ned, passed. Ned Beatty would have been 85 today. 84. 84. Say uh, 14 million. Only $5 million. Damn. Yep. Who, who had a rougher go? The guy last night at the I Angels game? I was just going to ask. <laughs> or Ned I was Beatty? just going to say. <laughs> That's a good call right there. Ned Beatty after deliverance yeah. trying to play it off. Because it's like, the first hey. thing you think of no matter what. Right. Hey, it was a challenging role. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Or that kid last night at the Angel game. My oh, God. Oh, my God. That kid last night. What the hell? He's ruined. Yeah. And what were you doing at the Angel game wearing that crap? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. That's oh. all we could say today is Padre fans. Yeah. You have nothing to say. No. And it was goofy Padre gear. Yeah. Listen, can we just say the other thing too? 
Like, we're all celebrating the kid that gave the finger to the Dodgers fan, right? We all love him. Did anybody look at the back of the jersey? Dude, you nailed it. You said it looked like you got it at Big Lutz. God damn it. <laughs> like, come on. Where are his friends to help him? Yeah. I'm watching the Padre game right now. The jersey that kid had on, the numbers on the back are not canary yellow. Yes. Why are we, like, that's funny, but why, come on. That guy needs somebody, a big brother in his life. Yeah. Where are you guys? Did a Wood send that guy like 100 bucks? Of course How about buying him a jersey? Stop embarrassing Where's yourself. Where's to help him out? Please. Come on, Eric. <laughs> Jesus. How did, and you know what? You can't tell me yeah. that all of you missed it. You, you want to ignore this young man's cry for help. He is a great guy. We love him. He was so hysterically funny. And then he turns around, and you're just like, oh. Oh, boy. Couldn't even I'm play like, the did, full part. I'm like, how did that guy get that much mustard on the back? No, that's his numbers. That's his numbers? Oh, my gosh. What in the world is going on here? <laughs> what in the world's going on? What name and number does he have on there? I don't even know. I just looked at it and go, terrible. Terrible. It's embarrassing. All right, who else do you want? Uh, I'll go uh, 50 Cent. All right, 50 Cent. Take a guess. I'm going to say he's uh, 54. 46. Mm. $300 million. $30 million. That's it. Come on. That's what it says. Get vitamin water. Get I don't know what to tell you. From that. $30 million. Um, I'll take Machado. Okay. Machado today is going to be 28. 29. Wow. Uh, I'm going to say, well, if they're counting how much he has today, I'm going to say. This is going to count his contract, his full contract. All right, then I'm going to say $370 million. $350 million. Damn. it's a lot of money. Good for him. $29. How much money do you have at $29? Do you have $350 million? I didn't have $350. Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have anything. I don't even know if I still had my gutty little Honda Accord at that point. Do you want to try, uh, you want to try anyone else? Uh, you got Kevin Hart yeah, still Kevin Hart. Okay. Kevin Hart, I'm going to say, is uh, 44. 42. Uh, I'll say, I'll say again. I'll go back to three hundred million. Kevin Hart is worth two hundred million dollars. Oh, damn! Good for him. And then million. I'll take Zion Williamson. Okay. Twenty four. Twenty one. That's it. That is it. Uh, hundred million. One hundred twenty four million dollars. Damn! All right. There you go. There okay. you go. All right. So I'll let you know. Stallone is seventy five, worth okay. four hundred million dollars. George Bush is 75, worth $40 million, okay? And uh, Nancy Reagan would have been 100 today, $25 million. $25 million? Yep, $25 million wow. for Nancy Reagan. There you go. All, All right. right, five random questions, and extremely random. If you could have one ability that a dog possesses, what would it be? That is very funny. Yeah, sense of smell. Sense of smell? I like that. I think I'd take the sense of hearing. Oh, dude, right? Yeah. Like, I haven't gotten my sense of smell back from COVID. I'm 100% fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's a good point. That hearing one might be better. Because, yeah. yeah, you're at Petco Park. Yeah. Close. And all of a sudden, you have that sense of smell. Yeah. You got five rows down. Yeah. You're like, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Pete, I'm Same. sorry. These seats are great. That guy over there in that Dodger jersey. <laughs> Another person with the garlic fries. Really? Oh, right? <laughs> right? If okay. you could interview one famous living person, who would you choose? Oh, I like that one. One famous living person. Um, 
Uh, I mean, obviously, the easy answers are like McCartney, right? So easy to well, go there. Well, that's not bad. I know. McCartney would be cool. Dude, hundred. I, I would just go Mike Tyson. Oh, there you go. Mike Tyson would just be great, especially where he is. Like, yeah. It seems like he's good to go in his life right now. Yeah, my son said The Rock. Rock would be pretty funny. But I, you got to take a guy that's... You got to take a guy that's been all the way down and then bounce back. Who are you taking, Dave? You know what? I, I don't know. I, I was thinking in my mind, you and I have seen Howard Stern in person. Uh-huh. But, um, and I know Howard Stern shares a ton on the show. I, I think a lot of it would probably be someone that either a sports guy or someone that did what, something that we did at a higher level. Stern's the, probably the guy that sticks in my mind. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. But I don't know how much he would say. Like Tyson, I just know oh, would tell you Tyson's going to tell you everything. Yeah. Yeah, because I get Tyson talking about what Don King did. Yeah, that's true. All right, if you could be best friends with a living celebrity, which one would you choose? Oh, I like that one too. Um, that's pretty good. I'm gonna say Elizabeth Hurley, <laughs> and ask her what what the hell happened there with yeah. you, Grant. Hey, how are you? Who are you taking? I'm probably going, here you go. I hear he's great, a great friend and is very generous oh, with his money. I'm going Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel's cool. McConaughey would probably be a pretty good life. Oh, fuck. He wears me out. No way, dude. Dude, he wears me out. I think he's overrated as hell, dude. Uh, Every I time I see him in anything, I'm like, I'm watching Matthew McConaughey right now. I can't shake it. I I think he'd be, would you his rather? His ego would wear you out. You don't like ego, guys. He would wear he you out. One. You think he's that bad? Yeah, 100%. Every time he goes into a restaurant, you guys go into a Sizzler. He's pulling the all right, all right, all right. And you're like, Jesus Christ, we're at Sizzler. I just want to get a steak. Turn it down. Jesus. Um, Hang on. Trying to think. Who are the guys where you just go? Like, not the guys so much that are comedians. Yeah. But the guys that are just naturally fun. Dude, I tell you, Bill Burr would be pretty goddamn good. Bill Burr is pretty good. Bill Burr would be pretty awesome. Yeah, that's that's interesting. All right, here we go. No, Jeff Van Gundy was saying today, I just popped in oh, my I head. I thought you were going to say Jeff Van no, Gundy. No, 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 no. Jeff Van Gundy said something. He goes, you know, he's just naturally funny all the time. Where We know on TV and movies he's funny, but he goes, when you hang out with him, he's hilarious. He said Bill Murray is like the easiest guy to hang that, out with, and he is, he is drop dead cool. funny every second. Yeah, that would be pretty great. That's yep. probably the best call, right? That's a good one. All right, last question. Would you consider yourself a saver or a spender? Mm. A spender. Really? Uh-huh. I thought you would have gone the other way. Yeah, it's getting better, but we we absolutely live in the moment. Yeah. Not, not I mean, money in the bank, 401k, stocks. Yeah, right. It. We have a portfolio. Yeah. We, uh, and, and especially, I'll tell you, since bringing a car payment back in, like it's been great because dopey little things that we used to do, we've we've kind of gotten rid of. Um, but yeah, those those kind of things. Saver or spender? I'm a I'm a spender. My wife's a saver. If we were both yeah. spenders, we'd be in deep shit. But um, yeah, I'm definitely a spender. I've gotten much better. Yeah. Right. I mean, because once you start getting a certain level in your bank account, yeah. I like having that particular level there. And then you go, all right, I'm at that level. What would it take to get to the next level? And that's kind of what I've done. I mean, kind of circles back to Dan, but it's absolutely true. Um, taking, you know, going from level A, yeah. right, to level B, and then 
building a 401k, building that portfolio so that you look at it and you go, okay, well, where am I today, right? Like yeah. if, if we were playing that game, you don't want to go, okay, Dotson, what's he worth? $11. Why? $11. And he has 27 Shane Churlow rookie cards. Oh, that's God hilarious. God dang it. Good for him. <laughs> that's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, when you got two goofs counting on you, you got to yeah. make sure you're set up for that. I, it's funny, though. There's literally nothing that I want. You know what I mean? I've always had a list yeah. of things in my head that's saying, I want I want this. There's nothing that I, that I want. I do plan on living, you know, the next whatever rest of my life as far as doing things, experiencing things. Yeah. Like Josh and I were talking about it, about how often am I coming out to, to Tennessee and going to SEC games or yeah. going to a Titans game or that kind of stuff. But, yeah, that that's the kind of thing. Like I, I said to him, I said, kind of bummed out that he's leaving on uh, Thursday for the fact on July 25th, the Dodgers are honoring the 1981 team, which was a kid yeah. was my favorite team. And I said, I would go to that game in a second, but I have no one to go to the game with. Unless I call one of my LA friends to yeah. go, hey, I'll meet you at Dodger Stadium. But otherwise, no, there's nothing that I want. I don't. There's not a car that I want. There's not a house that I want. You right. know. Well, it's funny. Um, I had to go. Uh, my ex is doing, they're doing a book drive, which I think is really cool for the jails. It, it's in an effort to get the people in jails to read and, and help them educate and get re-educated as they prepare for their return uh, at some point back to normal life. And so she said, hey, do you have any paperback books that you can donate to this thing? So my sons and I the other night went over to my storage unit. Gave her the Lenny Dykstra book? Dude, thank God I never had it. <laughs> you didn't have it. You probably just left it in the radio I station. Gave it to Paul Martinez. Gave it to uh, Kim Gonzalez because Nails loved her. Remember that? He loved he her. He did. She wanted to fight him. Um, but I started going through, and I put together, like, two huge bags of books where you're like, there is no chance. Like, I got books from my sons that are great that I'm reading now. You just got books. And you got, there's no chance I'm ever going to get to this. So if it can help them do what they're going to do. And then, Dave, while I was there... I, I just start looking in, and I've mentioned this. I have a stack of these Target storage tubs. Yeah. And I was saying to Pete last night, when they're gone, I'm literally going to drive. It's a two-minute drive from their house to my storage. I'm going to drive over there every night and pull two of them back to the house and just put the Padre game on and hang out. No, shit, I can't even watch Padre games for two weeks. They have YouTube TV. Um, somebody needs to send me their sign-in. But I'm literally going to go through these tubs, two tubs a night, and just start taking stuff that I look at. The other night, I must have thrown away 10 Sports Illustrateds that I had kept for the congratulations Chicago Bulls on your championship. And I'm like, A, they probably sell for $3 on eBay. None of us are Bulls fans. What am I doing with these things? I had Dodger magazines that you had given me. Hey, Mike Piazza, return. Nobody cares. What do you do with all those Charger programs I used to give you? Dude, that's going to be the other thing. Well, <laughs> they've got some. Yeah. But anything that I have, I'm, I'm just going to go through, and every night it's just going to go in the recycling. And what I'm going to do is just try to – because half the fun, we've talked about this, is making the memory yourself. And I, Pete was cracking me up when he showed every page of the Clippers program. If I don't know Clippers – they're not going to care. <laughs> Think they need to see uh, Hank Elisic? No. 
Uh, or wait, was Hank Elisic the uh, the punter? Hank the Shank. I'm t- Hank Elisic is one of those names that Canapa drops all the time. Like yeah, he's one of I those mean, guys that puts in. They the, don't. In his they column. don't need to see Michael Brooks or or right or James Donaldson. And nobody's going to care. So all this stuff, I'm just going to go through it, streamline it, find the cool things like World Series stuff. I'll keep my credentials, and the rest of it is just going to get chucked. And I couldn't be happier about yeah. it. I'm like, why did I keep all this stuff? So, no, I'm with you, Dave. I, I just, I'm very, very lucky. And that's why we were joking earlier about going to the Padre game and sitting wherever. I'm very happy that we're in a position where my kids and I can be anywhere in this stadium. I know for others, it's not that easy. So, no, we're just thankful for what we have. Good deal. All right, we're going to be back on Thursday, everybody. Thanks for listening. Door. I laugh so hard I'm a little boy